Hi, I'm Jane Wells, and welcome to this week's episode of Strange Success. It's the podcast from CNBC, which explores the weird journeys to incredible riches by offbeat entrepreneurs who make really unusual products. Sometimes they make expensive, maybe a little paranoid, zombie apocalyptic, last man standing products. Like this week, when we go underground. I mean, I put in more tunnels and underground bunkers than El Chapo's ever put in. I'm inside a solid steel bunker which operates completely off the grid with solar power, filtered air and water, and 500 square feet of living space, which will be encased in concrete, buried, and hidden. That shelter right there, you can take a family of five, family of six, and you can put enough food in there comfortably where it's not stacked up the walls, falling on everybody for about two years. That's Clyde Scott, owner of Rising S Company. More on the name later. He's in the doomsday bunker business. And business is booming. We're the only company in the world that manufactures bunkers, delivers them, and installs them all in-house. Nobody does that. This is supposed to save someone's life. If it doesn't do its job, the casualty is going to be death. Clyde Scott is doing so well because so many Americans are scared, even famous Americans who've been tied up and robbed. There's been articles ran about me and Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. I do you mean, deny those articles? I deny all articles. You deny them? Well, I would just say that I'm not allowed to speak about them. <laughs> Okay, maybe he can't speak about them, but he has no problem posting articles tying his bunkers to celebrities on the Rising S website. I mean, come on, it's good for business, especially since some of these bunkers cost millions of dollars. $10.4 million is our biggest shelter at this point. And what do you get for $10.4 million? Uh, you get an underground swimming pool. You get... Wait, 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 wait. All I have to do is pull that cable right there and it'll still let me out no matter what. He's showing me some of his special bunker backup security features at a rising S manufacturing plant 80 miles southeast of Dallas in Murchison, Texas. Building underground safe rooms that are both safe and have room is a natural fit for this 39-year-old Texan. I was raised as a prepper. Um, traveled the world, my family, you know, nuclear war was always coming, kind of, kind of a thing like that. We believe that and it's fact that, you know, a grocery store doesn't have enough supply to last everybody in your community a month or two months. If your power grid went out or if, uh, you know, computer sh systems shut down. Let's intensify that uh, with people in a scenario where they're in a doomsday panic. Now how many days do you have? Preppers try to have enough supplies so they can literally go underground and get away from everybody else. People look for a reason to do wrong in bad situations, and it's crazy. So most of our customers aren't those that want to hurt people. They want to go underground and hide so they don't have to hurt nobody. How did Clyde Scott go from being a prepper to making bunkers for millions of dollars? It was the perfect storm. And I've always been a steel fabricator and I was in the excavating the dirt business. And uh, so I started building storm shelters. And I had a lady stop and ask me one day, she said, can you build me a storm shelter, but make it really big? I'm like, what do you mean really big? She's like, uh, I want it 40 feet in length. 
So of course I didn't really, you know, pay that much attention. So I was like, okay, I built an eight foot storm shelter. So eight foot, eight foot, eight foot. So that's how I come up with a price. <laughs> now it's a lot different than that. And before I finished that one, someone else had ordered one. Before I finished that next one, someone else ordered one. And now I have a backlog of over a year. How much did it cost to start the business? I would say it probably cost uh, to get to the point uh, where you can come manufacture like this right here, cost you about three million bucks to start. Where'd you get the money? Uh, I started my way up through storm shelters. Self-funded the whole way? Uh, the whole way, I'm a sole owner. You never took any outside money? Never borrowed a dollar from a bank, never borrowed a dollar from family members, nothing. Scott started building bunkers in 2010. His only regret is that he hesitated expanding. I woke up one day and I told my wife, I'm like, well, I really need to buy a new machine. Uh, it was for breaking metal, and, uh, but it's like $40,000. I'm not sure I really want to buy it. Said so I got about four months worth of work out there backed up right now. She was like, then why wouldn't you buy it? And I'm like, I don't know, I'm scared every day that you know business isn't gonna grow. So we went from that to $9 million last year. Nine million in 2016, a little more than that in 2017. But Rising S had a 65% jump in units sold last year, due in large part to a new market for small bunkers in Japan. The company now has two manufacturing facilities, which cover 120,000 square feet and about 30 employees, with plans to grow even bigger thanks to new military contracts. Clyde Scott will not discuss the details of his defense work. He does say a lot of people are afraid. Why are we so scared? I think the reason we're so scared is, I'll give you an example. Uh, we're the longest living government in the history of the world without a complete collapse, the United States is. It's our time. We've lived, as they say, we've lived like fat pigs for how long? You know, we can't have, uh, we can't have everything. And as of now we do, we've got the richest people, the most land, the least amount of people that inhabit the land. I mean, at some point, there's gonna to have to be a break. And when you're talking, you're over $20 trillion in debt, we owe that to somebody. And whenever someone owes me a bunch of money, I go and collect, just like you would, just like the American people would. You're gonna go try to collect what's owed to you. Someone is wanting to collect on what we owe them. The cheapest bunkers at Rising S are little ones for about 50 grand, but they can be very large and expensive. Typically the hole's about 11 feet. You have about, on the average, you have about four feet of dirt cover and one foot of concrete on the top of it. The bunkers are filled with interesting details like stainless steel furniture with rounded edges to avoid cuts in case you can't go to the doctor anymore. There's also a blast valve to shut off incoming air if there's an explosion above ground. I'm, a, I'm getting a little claustrophobic. <laughs> Do you ever deal with that with people getting... They, when they, they get painted, they, they open up. Ah, okay. He's right. The finished bunkers do seem more open, though I'm not sure how long I could last in one without going crazy. He also showed me that some even have secret rooms within rooms. This is going to be your bookshelf. Put your books and stuff on, but it's magnetized. You pull on it, open it up. Oh, my God! <laughs> So that's just in case a bad guy actually finds your hidden bunker, digs all the way down, and gets past the locked steel door. The business model had its own weird twist. Scott expected orders to slow after the Obama administration because most of his customers were people in the middle of the country, afraid the government might come take their property and guns. I've just received a call from Secretary Clinton. 
But after election night in 2016, the opposite happened. Business exploded, and it came from new customers not in the middle of the country, but on the coast. Since Donald Trump's got in office, uh, so many people can just feel it in their bones that we're headed for uh, a really devastating war. And business has went, I mean, it's went out the roof. I'd say 500 to 700% in month one. Now North Korea's reckless pursuit of nuclear weapons and ballistic missiles threatens the entire world with unthinkable loss of human life. This is really our first year since Donald Trump's got in office that we've had liberals really coming out of the woodwork to protect yourself. Uh, it seems like the more the liberal uh, populists were fixated on, well, the government will take care of us. Well, I guess now they see that the government can't take care of them. I mean, we have a, a president in office now, not, not degrading our president, that runs amok. I mean, if he has a, uh, someone says something negative about him, he has a, a fit on Twitter. I mean, wow, that's the president of the United States of America. I mean, it's amazing to me. Rocket Man is on a suicide mission for himself and for his regime. I'm working on one right now for California example that you pull into a metal building, you hit a button in the elevator, let your car down and you drive into your shelter. I'm literally working on that as we speak. Maybe they just go hang out there. Maybe it's like a now game keep it, room. Keep it in mind. A lot of times when people, uh, mostly your celebrities, uh, people that have extra money, they'll buy things just as a man cave. You know, it's like, hey, you want to go play some poker? Okay, I got a special place for that. You got some people interested in putting a, two bowling lanes in it. I mean, you know, people are like, well, why would you want all this kind of stuff in a bunker? Well, let me, let me ask you this. Why do they want it in a regular house? So what's the difference if you put it in a in a mansion in Beverly Hills, or if you put it in the bunker that's underground. Most customers pay cash. Are you surprised by some of the people who have that have the money that they can actually afford this? I've met people that came look at bunkers to buy a bunker, and I'm thinking, oh my God, you know, they're coming looking at a three hundred fifty thousand dollar bunker. I'm thinking, I'm not sure they can afford to buy this, you know. And that's what I'm thinking in my head, like, well, they're waiting to win the lottery, or they're waiting on something to happen, right? And I learned a long time ago, many years ago, do not judge a book by its cover. I never really knew what that meant when my parents used to tell me that, but now I know. Because I've, I've had people walk in, I had a billionaire from the state of Texas, a billionaire, a multi-billionaire from the state of Texas, walk into my shop and write me a deposit for over a million dollars, and I didn't think him nor his wife had $10,000. Good, one of the best men I've ever met in my life, and he's a multi-billionaire, self-made. We would know who he is? Absolutely would know who he is. Is he in the president's cabinet right now? I would not talk about it whatsoever, okay. but I can tell you right now, you know who it is. All right. He's been on the front cover just about every magazine. Okay. I've done a shelter for a dentist, okay? And the entire theme for his uh, bunker was to literally go hide from his wife and get drunk in the bunker because he liked to drink. So she didn't even know about some of the hidden areas in this bunker. So he'd go in there and get drunk and he was a dentist. Good dentist, by the way. I mean, he's a great, great guy too. You know, there's competition. There's a lot of people doing this. Uh, is it getting to be more crowded out there? Are you having to compete more? Well, I think, uh, you know, I used to really get myself worked up, you know, and I mean, I'd be like a Tasmanian devil when somebody new would come on the scene, right? And smoke coming out of my ears. And I had, um, I, I would say my mentor told me one time, he said, you let them come 
and then they, they show the rest of the world how bad someone else can be and it only makes you look better. So I took his advice and I've seen people rise and I've seen them fall, I've seen them rise and I've seen them fall. And they always go out of business because they're not doing it for the right reasons. They're like, oh, I can make a quick buck right there. Well, that quick buck, when it's quick, it only, it only lasts just a moment. Crazy question, has The Walking Dead helped sales? You know, I have emails, I have kids call me all the time. Is this for zombie apocalypse? From that show, I'd imagine. I'm like, well, to explain, when people say zombies, it's not really like, oh my God, they got some kind of chemical in their brain that's making them eat people. Well, that's not really it. When people say zombies, it's, it's those that didn't prepare, those that haven't saved any food, those that don't know how to live without being able to swap a card at a 7-Eleven. Them are the people that would be zombies in a scenario where you have no power grid, that North Korea shot a nuclear weapon over our atmosphere and shut off all the power in the United States. It takes years to get our grid back on. Are you afraid? I'm afraid because I have kids. Uh, you know, like most men, you know, American men, especially, you know, rough and tough, you know, especially here in Texas, you know, nothing bothers us, scares us kind of attitude, which is really not true, but that's how we act, you know, just, especially for TV. I haven't lost my temper in 40 years, but Pilgrim, you caused a lot of trouble this morning. Might have got somebody killed, and somebody ought to belt you in the mouth, but I won't. That's John Wayne, of course, from the 1963 movie McClintock. He was always the poster boy, or poster man, for tough and fearless. Clyde Scott is in that mold. He wears a black cowboy hat and looks like he knows how to handle himself. The hell I would So why is he afraid because he has kids? I would say that, uh, you know, for my kids, because what I don't want to see happen is one day, you know, things go bad, and I don't, I didn't, if I didn't have anything prepared for my kids, they'd be hungry. So what I'm going to do is, I'm, I'm an expert hunter, I hunt a lot. Um, so what I'm going to do is go take what somebody else has. And that, that means if it costs them their life to save my family's life, that's what would happen. It, it's a strain for living a doomsday life, because I live it daily. I mean, every day this is what I am in a doomsday scenario. So why do you do it? I feel that there is a, I feel something inside of me that that there was a calling for me to do this and, and there is a need and I was put in the right place to do it. Which brings us back to the name of the company, Rising S. The S stands for sun, that's S-O-N, and the logo has three crosses. You know, I'm a religious man, so if you look at uh, the, son of, uh, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, and he's rising from the dead, that's the reason I have the three crosses. And I have the middle cross stands out in front of the other two crosses. Clyde Scott doesn't believe bunkers will be needed in the next life, but in this life, he expects to be busy until the end of the world. I have people comparing, preparing for uh, an asteroid going to hit Earth to those who say, hey, we're going to go to nuclear war with Russia and we're going to be invaded. Uh, I've had people say our own government's going to turn against us um, and take all of our properties from us. You know, so I have every everything you can imagine people prepare for. I mean, you gotta remember, you got 330 million people in the United States. All of them have a, an opinion of their own, of what they think they should prepare for. Uh, I mean, I've been outside the U.S. I've been to Venezuela, I've been to Canada. I mean, I've been around the world putting bunkers in. Um, I would say, as far as growing the business, this is just what I do. I was, I was raised a prepper. Uh, I was raised a steel fabricator and I was in the excavating business for many years. It just really goes hand in hand with what I do. 
and I'm just the right guy for the job. So as long as there's a need for it, which there always will be, the more our politicians talk, the busier I get. If, they, if something happens and they all go mute and they can't speak, then I'll have to find something else to do for a living. Running out of work is probably the one thing he doesn't need to worry about. Thank you for listening to CNBC's Strange Success. I'm Jane Wells, and the podcast is written and produced by me, with help from producers Candace Goldman, Janice Pettit, Ellen Egith, Paul McNamara, and Jessica Ettinger. Editing and mixing by Candace Goldman. To see Clyde Scott's bunkers and his black hat, go to cnbc.com forward slash strange hyphen success. We'll be back next week with another bizarre hit, which has nothing to do with the world blowing up, if we're still here. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of bad things fixing to happen. Well, you've been warned. <laughs>